Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As Deep cries out to Deep, ladies and gents, welcome to the Football Ramble. There was a cracker at the Brentford Community Stadium and Arsenal won the North London Derby. It's Monday, 27th of September. I'm Marcus Fella. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome, one and all. What a great weekend it was, Luke Moore. Did you have a good one, pal? It was great, thanks. You had a fantastic time. Lots of great football to watch. Yeah. It's been a brilliant start to the season, by the way. Oh, Hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Good time really to say this to Jim Campbell. Oh, really good. Jim yeah. Campbell, the man in red mm. over there. Jim, some people might say when it comes to the North London derby and Arsenal and Spurs and all that kind of stuff, you can be quite a petty man. Well, here's your chance now to prove them wrong. I don't need to be petty. I can just talk about what happened. It's, it's <laughs> ideal. It's perfect. I don't even need to. Like, don't even need hyperbole. Oh, Jimmy, baby, you must have bloody loved uh, that. Honestly, you've that, you know I've been unwell. Mm-hmm. Had a bit of a time of it last week, and this and you've was supported Arsenal for a number of years <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I needed this personally, and Arsenal delivered. It was but a fantastic did, performance. Marcus, did Jim deserve this? Though? Mm, yeah, I I, I not don't get know. into that. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> we, we we'd be a bit thin on the ground if we start talking about things Jim deserves. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Mikel Arteta, you could argue, deserved it, Luke Moore, because it looked like 
he had a plan for crying out loud. I mean, Arsenal, the way they, they, they beat Spurs in that, in that first half, really, was, was quite incredible. And yeah. uh, Hugo Lloris said Spurs got smashed. Yeah, he did. Um, he spoke very well in the post-match interview I saw for the Spurs website. Um, which I'm sure will be a great consolation for the uh, Spurs fans listening. Yeah. The, the Arsenal they're not did, listening. Are they? No, they're not. Arsenal did look like they had a plan, but I would just cap. I would kind of counter by saying it's very easy to play to a plan when you're playing against eleven slugs and a gigantic salt pot <laughs> mm. who are just writhing around in their own shit, yeah. not knowing what to do. So you've gone with the Graham Sooners route of being furious with Arsenal because Spurs were shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. wasn't he? Channel it. Just yeah. channel it. Tony Adams looked... Oh, my God. Tony Adams, in usual sort of eccentric, evuncular style, was there with his pink socks on. Yeah. Absolutely loving life. And Graham Sooners, as you say, was like... I'm trying to ruin that well, man's afternoon. It was so I enjoyed that so much because Tony Adams was like he's sort of given up on the idea that he's going to be a regular pundit, isn't he? So he's just being himself <laughs> be now. A regular anything. And he, yeah. But he's he's like as you say very avuncular, but he's like your antique stealing uncle that you see every 3 years at some family <laughs> yeah. party who his idea of himself is the life and soul of the party. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to take anything seriously. Uh-huh. But you want to see him more. You yeah. always think whenever you see him you always think I wish I saw more yeah, of him. Yeah, but I think if you did it wouldn't be a good It'd idea. Be shit. Yeah. 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 But soon it's like does that thing of just he, he makes the same point over and over again with increasing degrees of fury and Adams wasn't having it I know no. I was so good he even put his arm up at one point do the old offside thing just playing the hits they do not do that on Sky no. they, you don't do that on Sky no. oh, not dear. since um, Sierra Henry touched Jeremy Carragher's leg I know but oh, I also yeah. felt sorry for Ledley who was a bit out of his depth yeah he, I, I think actually well, Ledley, yeah. he seemed very nervous didn't he and obviously well because his knee was so close to the table no. and so he would have hit it again no, that's what I thought it might be. I thought he was a bit worried about it. I, listen, I respect Levy King a great deal. Amazing defender, brilliant player, clearly really important to the backroom staff of Spurs. I'm just saying, as a pundit there, he's a bit out of his depth. There's no shame in that. But also, also he's just seen his side, his, his, yeah. his team get pumped 3-1, can, can I def- which should have been 4 or 5, probably. It should have been, absolutely yeah. should have been. Can I defend Graham Sunez on this occasion? Please do. Because I, I know that Sunez... Is he at the window? No, yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've been told to defend him in my earpiece. <laughs> No, um, I'm not frightened of Graham. I don't know him. Uh, you are frightened. We're all frightened. I'm frightened of him. I think you've met him and said he was lovely. He was lovely, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, game recognises game. <laughs> it was like that Spider-Man meme pointed at each other. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, which one am I most scared of? It's Graham. Uh, but I do think I do think there's some truth in what Sunes was saying at times in the studio where he was saying that, you know, I mean, I know he expresses himself in quite a furious way, but what, what he was saying effectively was... Mm. It doesn't matter what formation you play, what style you play, what you yeah. want to do. If you're going to be second to every yeah, yeah, single yeah, yeah, ball, yeah. and I know that's not fashionable. I know these yeah. days it's all about shape and style and formation and, and trust in the process and all this kind of stuff. He's absolutely right. He is right. The, the same yeah. way, if you are a defender running back towards your own goal and you're under pressure, you don't, the top defenders don't think, oh, but we're, we're playing possession football here, so I can't mm. put it out for a throw. Mm. They'll just put it out for a throw because that's the right decision. Yeah. It, it, can be, it can be more than one thing. And as soon as he's right here... I, I wouldn't have played the personally for whatever it's worth. I wouldn't have played the way Spurs played against Arsenal away anyway. But the fact that they did is irrelevant if they're going to apply themselves like that. And mm-hmm. so on that particular point, I think Sunis is absolutely right. And I don't want to take anything away from Arsenal because they deserved it. And it was a massive win for them. And it feels a bit like it might be a, a kind of hallmark performance, a real turning yeah. point for them. Because on Friday, as I said, we said, Marcus, mm-hmm. one team looks like they're on the way, on the verge of something terrible. Yeah. And one team looks like they might be about to turn a corner. And so it came to pass. But Spurs were poor. They were really poor. Oh, Arsenal looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. Yeah, I think um, 
when you look at it, you get the sense, and obviously this has got a huge amount to do with how long the managers have been in their post, you get the sense that Arsenal know how to play. They've actually figured their system out now and it's starting to gel. Figuring, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, but it's on the way, certainly. Mm-hmm. The, the process is being trusted, shall we say, by the players. And Spurs don't really know what their system is yet mm-hmm. and they're still getting to grips with it. And that's obviously because, you know, he's been there for, what, six games? Yeah. And I think that created a bit of a perfect storm, particularly in that first half. Because, he, I mean, Nuno even said that he, he got his selection wrong and his mm-hmm. tactics wrong and everything he essentially could get wrong, uh, he did get wrong. But I think from an Arsenal point of view, what was so satisfying about that first half, apart from the three goals against the little slugs, was, um, <laughs> was how actually, you know, Quite often you, you look at your team on paper mm-hmm. and you think, oh, I'll tell you what, that looks pretty tasty. And then it doesn't necessarily come to pass. It absolutely did yesterday. The players look silky. You know, mm-hmm. the, the flicks here and there, Odegaard in particular, looked look like a like a, a PS5 player on the mm-hmm. ball. Um, Thomas Party added so, so much. We were talking last week about how important keeping him fit is. Yeah. Like he just well, when he, he plays, brought controls they, they in midfield. Well. Yeah, what, absolutely. What's, what's Party, I mean, he's, he missed the, the, the league defeats this season through injury. And then since he's been back in the side, Arsenal have won. Now, OK, yeah. Norwich, he came on as a sub. Uh, yeah. But Burnley... Obviously now Spurs played in in the win against FC Wimbledon uh, in in the cup, but you're right, he, he is a crucial player. But those but those players, I mean, Odegaard was you know given the keys to the to, yeah. to North London for crying out loud, and so yeah. much space. But he, you know, Emil Smith Rowe, he said it was the best day of his life. Uh, but him and Saka and Odegaard behind Aubameyang, look, I mean, that, that does look pretty good. And that's what I would I would have played. I don't know. First of all, I don't know what Ali is doing in the side. He shouldn't be in the team. Mm. So I would have played. Hoiberg and Skip. He likes Skip. He seems to like Skip. Skip had a good season last season. He seems ready to step up. Mm-hmm. I'd play him and Hoiberg in front of the back four, give them some extra protection, given that Arsenal's strength are exactly in those positions you're talking about, mm-hmm. and you're away from home. Then I would play um, the three players behind Kane. I would play, yeah, Mora can get beyond Kane. Mm-hmm. I know everyone gets beyond Kane now because he plays fucking centre sweeper for some reason, but <laughs> everyone, people can get beyond him. Son can get beyond him. Mm-hmm. And you play someone behind Kane who's a bit cuter that isn't Deli Ali. Um, I know Ali kind of has played some really good stuff back in the day in that position, but he's not that player now. And also, as you say, Kane now drops into the positions where Ali was most effective. So it's, it's kind of like... Spurs only, Jim, Spurs' only tactic, it seemed to me, was to lump the ball forward to Kane in the first 15 minutes and test the quality of Gabriel and Ben White. Mm. And when Ben White stood up to it, mm. that was it. There was well, nothing more to it yeah, than that. The and then the second half, they kind of... I thought Arsenal massively took a foot off the gas yeah. in the second half. I was a bit annoyed by that because I think we're actually... Spurs should have had a penalty. They should have, yeah. Um, mm. And that could have been very, very different, sure. especially given that they conceded the goal against Son. Like, that was quite nervy because this is one of the things with these derby games, right? Mm. Like, obviously, you it's it's terrible if you lose it and it will bother you all season, but you're, you're mo- almost more nervous when you're ahead and even when you're quite far ahead because we've seen these games turn on their heads before and mm. if you throw it away from a position of strength, that's the worst. Like, you never get over those ones. So that's the kind of the yes. nerviness I, I was feeling, especially when Son scored and, like, thinking, oh, God, maybe should have considered a penalty there. Um, but, but yeah, ultimately... Well, Aaron Ramsdale it, saved you. Yes. Oh, I what, mean, what a save that was. It was Jordan Pickford-esque. It was, it was. It was, it was very, very save. good. He's done very well since coming into the team. Credit where it's due. Everyone was a little bit unsure, but... Um, it was a phenomenal save, but that goes... I mean, it, it provides a final four or five minutes, which, as an Arsenal fan, you don't need. Absolutely. <laughs> although, <laughs> although the end of the game was Sergei Regulon trying to stop a ball going out from a throw putting it out for an Arsenal goal kick, which ended the game, which I did enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah let's Jim have you say, uh, everybody. But, but it's funny, though, when we suddenly... I think Spurs, you know, the problems are there. No one would, would disagree and they were exposed yet again. We've seen that against Palace and, and, and against Chelsea as yeah. well. But with, with Arsenal, I mean, it wasn't that 
you know, it was only a few results ago, if you remember the manner of the performance against Manchester City. I know sides can get hammered by Manchester City, especially if they go down to 10 men. Klopp's uh, Liverpool, not that long ago, when, when Mane was sent off, I think they lost 5-0 as well. So the result may be not, you know, we, we can sort of understand that. But suddenly there's, oh, Arteta's got a plan, this, that and the other. It wasn't that long ago where people were saying, come yeah. on, Arsenal need to, 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 to yeah. move him around. He's had time in the job. What do you make of that whole situation at Arsenal? Are we being a bit too fickle now, suddenly saying, oh, well, Arsenal, they're grand and they're going to go on and do good things? No, I think the, I think the, the problems at Arsenal are structural and they, and they remain. And they remain the problems in the areas that we've already identified. The difference here is that Spurs are very poor mm. and that Arsenal have a, a lot of players come back and they also have a lot of young players. So at the very least, you can say, well, look, you, know, you can change your opinion slightly and say they weren't up against much yesterday, in my opinion. Let's not take anything away from, from Jim well, and his they gang. Well, they weren't. And, and, and so you, they, I, don't, I still don't think they, they're not going to finish any, any higher than sort of high mid-table, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't and, think so. And I think Spurs will probably finish around the same. Mm. So, I mean, not really. In, in a way, it could be, it depends how mm. Arsenal challenge it. it could, uh, sorry, channel it. It could be a really big turning point for them, as I've already said. Um, but the reality is, I think Arsenal, when they come up against good teams, particularly away from home, they'll probably get beaten, mm-hmm. and they'll be good enough to beat teams that aren't that good. My 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 fear for Spurs is that you know we can talk about talking about being fickle. We can say, well, Nuno's only in his sixth game in charge or whatever. The players should be at it. They should be banging well, at it to, to 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 impress a new manager. And they should what, want to play. And that's what Sunis was saying. It's been yeah. a new manager thud. Really, it has. It? it has very much so. I mean, yeah, some all right results at the start of the season. You know, what was it? Sort of three. Well, a big city. Yeah, exactly. Fair, yeah. So you know, but but yes, when you it's when a weird you, result that though. But when you it was. But when you think about you know Santo in the in the job, I mean, he was he was way down the list. Yeah, I like of, that you call him Santo. No one yeah. calls him that. Yeah, I, well, it seems I like weird. Calling it that seems more. less formal <clears throat> yeah. somehow. Yeah, it does. Santo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nuno is spiritual. You, Santo. You're right about you're right about the fact that no one. Everyone knows he wasn't the first choice. He was way down the I mean, he was yeah. basically, he was a, almost like a panic appointment, mm. you yeah. could say. And, and, I, and I just. Like me in a restaurant, and I don't know what to get, I'll always get the burger. My wife calls it a panic burger. Yeah, I know what you Nuno, mean. Nuno is a panic burger of, a, of an appointment. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think mm. that's fair. Um, but yes, with, with old Santo, uh, yeah, we, we know the situation there. But if you think about Spurs. Generally, Jim, you know, people now are saying, oh, well, they should never have got rid of Pochettino. Oh, they were this, that, and mm. I mean, Tony Adams quite oddly claimed that Jose Mourinho was doing a fantastic job when he was sacked by, yeah. by Spurs. Well in, done, in, Agent Tony. In, <laughs> in April. But it does seem a mess, and it does seem Daniel Levy, who has made some very shrewd decisions in the past, and, and, and people have given him sort of credit for bringing Spurs up to this sort of, well, not now in the current form, but a previously Champions League club and, and challenging for the titles and so on, it seems a little while ago now. It seems now that he not selling Kane, they could have got a lot of money there. They've now got a yeah. player who looks disinterested and so on. It seems like he, I mean, at, he's got a bit fuddled and uh, and they're not in a good position. No, at the start of the season, though, everyone was sort of laughing at Arsenal, calling them a banter club and blah, blah, blah. Well, they asked for a banter club, let's well, be yeah, fair. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the, the degrees of, of the, uh, the, you know... They're both banter clubs. The, the degrees of the, of the crisis are, are always exaggerated. And I think the same thing is happening here at Spurs. They're not like, it's not like they're going to, fucking drop out the league or anything is it um but i think the kane situation is such an interesting one because it's 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 hard to judge it at the moment because at the moment it looks like they should have sold him mm. slash maybe they should think about selling him in january mm-hmm. but you know again we're only four or five games in it doesn't take harry kane long to turn his form around all he'll need is a goal and he'll probably get firing again what's interesting is he's not involved that much is he? he's not having that many touches his mm-hmm. body language looks interesting it, it clearly 
he's still hurting from what happened mm-hmm. and he's frustrated by the fact that the team are clearly just going to going to kind of do what they normally do and finish where you would expect them to finish. Um, but th- well, there are better players there than the performance that we saw yesterday. I, mean, Gary I Neville, think Nuno will get it out of them sooner rather than later. Jim, Gary Neville said that Kane and Son look like they've had their balloons burst at a kid's party. I can see why he said that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I, don't, I don't have as much, weirdly, I don't have as much confidence in what's happening at Spurs as Jim seems to have. I, I was going to say, Jim, I think you've been more kind, than fair. You're being kind. I, I, th- I think... Um, it's, 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 I said it at the time and I still think it now that statement that Kane put out the summer yeah. this summer was yeah. doing a very yeah. a lot of heavy lifting yep. uh, it, it looks like he doesn't want to be there um, whether he can turn that around or not is um, is I guess a matter of debate but ultimately that's going to be of cold comfort to to Spurs fans mm. because it's all very well I'm not, I'm not having a go at you Jim but it's very, very all very well saying well you know we just need to go on and he'll be fine he should be fucking playing now yeah. they, they yeah. need him now Like they, they look terrible they look awful and it's it's not it's not a crumb of comfort to a Spurs fan, I imagine, to hear that in two months' time Kane might get a goal. Yeah. He needs to be playing well now. I think I yeah, that's that's fair. But you know, we know that footballers are human beings, and if you look at the circumstances with with Kane staying at Spurs, essentially when he didn't really want to, because because of, of all this stuff, you know, whatever whatever is true and whatever is 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 not about his brother, it's almost Shakespearean in its scope. That is going to have a huge huge effect on you. So I, I think, and going back very quickly to to Levy. I think, it's, I think I've completely lost the plot there. No, I, I think I think you know you can probably be positive about some of the signings that Paratici's brought in. The manager is not going to be the manager who's going to take them forward, and and to have that reality so early on in this tenure is frightening. Mm. And I think almost you get to the point now where you could write. I mean, talking about being fickle, I think you could probably write Spurs season off now. Mm. No, I, 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 I hear you, pal. I hear mm. you, uh, gentlemen. Move on uh, to another <sighs> London club. Uh, Brentford uh, got a good point against Liverpool three all. What a game it was! Oh, wow, what a game it was! So much so, Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Frank exchanged smiles at the end of the game. I don't care who wins the league. Brentford are the best team in the Premier League. <laughs> Is that right? They're just so much fun. Yeah. They're, they're just they're just an absolute joy. Yeah, Thomas Frank, he's he's a, a confident man, we'll call yes. him. But he's certainly having a good time. And my goodness, he has worked his socks off to get Brentford into this position. Yeah. They're there. We know much has been said about you know, the new stadium. It's all shiny. But this is a phenomenal period in that club's history. And Frank is very much the man. Had great hair, by the way, as yeah. well. Um, but it, but they, they, they went with Liverpool toe-to-toe and, and, and got a point. And of course, if it wasn't for a marginal offside with Tony, he could have won the game. Yeah, uh, He's but, got so many offside goals so far this season. I know, he just needs to take just a half a step back. Yeah. I, think he, I, think, I, I think that might be his third offside goal. <laughs> and they're all quite narrow. Mm. And, 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 and they did go toe-to-toe, Mark, because you're right. And, and, and the... Um, there, were t- there was a period of play which is one of the most remarkable periods of play of the season where mm. one team went up the end and yeah. the other one cleared off the line and the other team went up the end yes. and the other one cleared off the line. Yeah. Maybe you think, like, if you don't really watch football, you would think that was like a regular thing. Like, how amazing like, is this sport? Why have I never watched this before? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Klopp said that, uh, we called the game a wild ride, which was, which was quite enjoyable. He said Liverpool played uh, some good football, but they couldn't deal with Brentford's long balls. Mm. And that's the f- it's a funny thing with, with Brentford. They've got an interesting style, but they do like to play direct. And when you've got a forward like Tony up there, he can he can do some damage. And I think that when when sometimes when you, you sort of say a long ball, a long pass, you know what I mean? Mm. So, so, yeah. but long it, ball implies it's like really high it, in the it, air, it, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's a funny not a hoof. It's, this yeah. is not hit and hope football. Uh, it's, it's, it's a calculated approach. But look, we know sometimes that when teams do play direct, coming up from the championship... 
actually, that's not such a bad plan because we see Norwich sort of struggling a little bit trying to play their style. And we've seen Fulham do it as well, two obvious sort of yo-yo clubs at, at the moment. Whereas Brentford, playing this sort of style of football, using a bit of pace and strength, but a bit of guile as well, it's so far so good for them. It is, and I think I would be I would refine it slightly by saying that I don't think they do play based on what I've seen this season. I don't think they do play just direct. No, I they don't. I think they're prepared to go direct at key moments. Well, against a side like Liverpool, if Liverpool's sort of pressing, you know, they've got a lot of industry yeah, in that bypass it, yeah, yeah, exactly. They that's, play some that's lovely, a perfectly stuff. good tactic. They play some, some people. You know, it is, and they play some lovely stuff against Liverpool part yeah. of the times, and they also played some lovely stuff against Wolves in a game they should have won by by more. Um, I, I think they're a great to watch. They're a great team to watch. They're not too proud to go to go long. But if you look at um, Ethan Pinnock, who scored one of the goals, I think he scored the opening goal. Mm. Um, I think his past success rate was one hundred percent. So, he, and he's playing. He's playing one, as one of three centre backs. So yeah. you're not going to be playing long ball all day and have one hundred percent from a centre back. So yeah. they they ha- they they clearly are able to. Unless you're up. Ronald Koeman. Well, maybe he wouldn't play it long, though, would he? Just smash it as hard as he can. He loved a raker when he was at the back. He just it's knock true, it, knock it true. all the way like eighty yard passes to Burkamp's feet, and Burkamp would just pluck it out of the sky and go down for a pen. And Kuma would score the pen. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah, a great yeah. So until you're doing that, Brentford, but, we're not interested. But we 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 talked about it on Friday. We said, and and I remember we said Liverpool won't have it all their own way. And I, I actually think going to Brent, the Brentford Community Stadium this season is going to be one of the hardest tasks for teams in the Premier League. It's what they've lived for. It's what they've waited for for so long. There's only 16 odd thousand of them there, but mm-hmm. they create such a noise yeah. and they're confident now and, and they've started the season so well that that confidence is going to continue. Now, in the second half of the season, when they get figured out a little bit, which we always see happen really, um, it may be a bit difficult and they're going to have to come through difficult periods. But I thought they played really, really well. But that's what I mean. Well worth that point. But that's what I mean by that, that sort of direct style that they, they, they played against Liverpool. That, that will always be... That will always... I say always that is if you have different styles of play that Brentford do you know Frank is a good coach and he and he's tactically quite astute they can mix it up and they yeah. showed that against Liverpool and if you play that style you know you, you're going to get a little bit of joy the statistics back that up yeah but also as, as Luke's touched on with, with the new stadium and, and this being sort of an adventure mm-hmm. there is a real sense from Brentford which is quite mad, really, given that they're, they're on their maiden Premier League season, that there's nothing to lose. Mm. When actually there's, there's everything to lose. Sure, I know but what they, you mean. they've just sort of mm. cut, oh, that, listen, cut that idea out of their, their thinking completely. And they, they treat Liverpool in the same way they'll treat like Norwich. Like, well, it's sure, just, they, they, don't, they don't care. Exactly. Don't give a damn. They don't care who you are. Mm. They're, they're out to Absolutely. impose themselves. And they've also got such a clear plan. They know what they're doing. It reminds me of a couple of years ago. I said to you guys a couple of years ago, Around this time of the season, I said, Leeds will finish in the top half this season. Mm. There's no way they're going to go down. And I feel similarly about Brentford. Mm. I, I, I think there's very, very little chance based on what we've seen so far. And, it, and, it, and it's caveated by the fact they're going to have to overcome some adversity. And we'll, we'll find out a lot about them when they get that because they're not a team. Mm-hmm. They've been for so long knocking on the door of the Premier League. They've been a successful team. They win, win, mm-hmm. win. Yeah. And they just come short. They won't have been for a period of time where they've gone five, six games without a win. And how they react to that's really important. But that aside, if they come through that, no chance they get relegated this season. Not no. a chance. Their home form will be, will be far too good. I feel well, like to... Thomas Frank is a huge, huge asset there as well. He'll, oh, he'll totally. guide them through that. Yeah, I mean, to, to pick themselves up when they got beaten by Fulham in the playoff final. Mm-hmm. When, it, it, when the neutrals wanted him to go through, there was such a, a big feeling around the club at the time. Pick themselves up and then they get promoted the following mm. year and then do this. It shows you the character. 
of um, a lot of the people at that, at that club. Uh, but what about Liverpool themselves? I mean, Mo Salah scored his 100th Prem goal for Liverpool, the fastest Liverpool player in history to score 100 top-flight goals. Of course, Roger Hunt and Jack Parkinson scored uh, you know, hundred goals for Liverpool quicker, but but uh, some of those are in the second tier. Do so, you know when you just we sort of fashion these uh, records? Yeah, and you, yeah. You know, it's one but of those, but I do think on this case, very impressive. I do think on this occasion, Mark is actually worth mentioning that because you know, I think weirdly because of the way he plays in this rotating three, mm-hmm. and he's not someone you look at and you think straight away out and out striker. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't get said often enough that he is one of the best Premier League strikers. Oh I mean, yeah, that, that kind well, of he's record, one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of Premier League history. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you look at a player like he's a similar physical profile to say a player like Aguero. Yeah. But they play very different styles. Yeah. And Aguero is known as this kind of out and out goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And the reason the conversation around him leaving City when Pep took over, which of course he eventually did, but he had a bit of an Indian summer there, was because oh well, he doesn't really do this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Salah does, kind of does everything, mm-hmm. but still scores amazing amounts of goals. He's, and he doesn't get enough credit really for his goal scoring record. I don't his, think his consistency is unbelievable. I think maybe part of it is because obviously you, you, for so much of his time there, you've had Firmino and Mane in there, and they almost come as a three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's right. I mean, I mean, he was Jota now. Of he, uh, well, absolutely, yeah. but that that just kind of sure. continues that idea of rotating the goals around, doesn't it? But yeah. yeah, for him to get so many in a in a in a lineup like that is is phenomenal and does mask it a bit. I, I completely agree. He he is an all time great that we're witnessing now. Yeah, well, they've got to be careful, Liverpool, as they, as they well know, because his contract does run out reasonably. So, what is it, June twenty twenty three? Yeah. Um, you know, there's chat about trying to extend the contract. It's traditionally around the quarter time when they start talking about extending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's, there's there are discussions there. Liverpool fans will be anxiously uh, mm. awaiting that signature. You wonder where he'd go because uh, Mourinho's Roma. <laughs> go back Imagine. there. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, he had a great time under Mourinho. They got on really well. Well, why not back yeah. to um, get the band back together? Back yeah. to his old club, Chelsea, like Lukaku. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Could yeah. do that. <laughs> so all the all the great goodwill we just got from Liverpool fans over the last ten minutes is now redundant. Yeah. But yeah. genuinely, a player of that caliber, you would you would always look at the two Spanish clubs as a as a potential <laughs> well, destination. Well, he's but not now, going to Barcelona, is he? No. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, Real Madrid have got their own problems as well that they seem to be just completely ignoring. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know how that works. But they've got a bottomless um, pit. Well, indeed. Yeah. Well, um, like they Barcelona, throw old managers into Barcelona's. Yeah, <laughs> Barcelona's deal until they need them back again. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote that down. Yeah. Um, no, Carlo. Carlo, yeah, <laughs> just let Carlo know. Grab on, grab on. Yeah, yeah. Um, not you, Rafa. Yeah. Um, Never you. Yeah. yeah. I think the way Barcelona do things now, they've got a very interesting model. You know, you've heard a lot about the um, Moneyball model, for example, at Brentford. Yeah. The way Barcelona do it is they could go and get Salah, mm-hmm. but all, all he would do um, is defer his salary for 40 years. That's it. And, um, That's all you've got to do. Yeah, and then they can get yeah, him back. There you are, you see. Get him in there, yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. I heard that on um, one of the athletic shows. Appreciate that. Right then, let's have a quick break, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just to run and does. Can he play a colleague through? It's Jacob Murphy. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Jacob Murphy with a chance to win the game against Watford for Newcastle United there. And crucially, Mm -hmm. that's the only coverage of the Newcastle game we're doing today. (laughs) That's all all we need. That's all you need. Right, everybody, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. In game one, Brentford versus Liverpool. I picked Mo Salah. It was, of course, Ethan Pinnock. Oh, Salah was so close to getting that first one. Um, but it was all in vain. Southampton versus Wolves was game two. Andy picked Raul Jimenez. Of course, it was Raul Jimenez. Well done, Andy. Uh, game three, Arsenal versus Tottenham. Jim picked Bukayo He did score, but it wasn't the first one. The first goal scorer in that game was Emil Smith-Rowe, of course. And in game four, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. is still to come tonight. You have picked Neil Morpé. Luke. I think if I get that right, that'll be... I know you don't get any points for half points in this mm-hmm. um, because Saka scored. That'll be two and a half out of four. It's two out of four if you get it right. Okay. Yeah. I have nothing more to add there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. Just trying yeah. to give people a bit of hope. Yeah. Just trying to say, look, you know, you can come close here. Well, Andy's got No one. one's picking Ethan Pinnock in that game. First no, 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 no one's one picking No that. one is. Oh, say he was so close. Yeah. He was so close, but yet so far. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. Right, everybody. It's time for emails. Todden has been in touch. Uh, he says, short term listener, first time emailer. I hope that's all right. Crying emoji. Yeah, uh, to, is that dig at me? <laughs> almost certainly. Yeah. To continue your throwing through glass chat, I too have had a trip through a glass pane. <laughs> My grandparents' house in Nigeria was pretty big, as they can be out there, and my cousins and I were sprinting around playing wrestling, as you do. I remember it well. I was a pretty chunky child and had the stamina of Willian in a pre-season game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Willian. Don't miss him. So I very quickly uh, became completely exhausted and plopped down on the nearest chair. But a chair, it was not. I had found myself crashing through my grandma's antique glass-topped table uniquely placed between two sofas. Most people would think your momentum would either go through the table or I would be too light, bounce off, and that would be that. 
But my prepubescent, chunky than most children, but equally not adult-sized body, decided to split these options and wedge my fat ass in this glass table. That's terrible. It then took a family effort to first get me out of the table and then to bit by bit pick shards of bloody glass out of me. I then had to travel belly down to the nearest hospital for the doctors to stitch me back together. Oh, that is awful. like he's been attacked by Roma Ultras. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they do, isn't it? No one wants a glassy ass. That's awful. But belly man. down to this hospital yeah. is particularly undignified. Yeah, the, pretty the, embarrassing. Well, I always think about that. I think about when you arrive at the hospital and people, everyone's there looking at you. Yeah. They think, oh, what has this guy done? Yeah. That's terrible. I'm sorry yeah. to hear it, Todden. Um, but thanks for emailing so yep. early on in your ramble tenure. Yes. yes. More people should With do the With a great same. story. Yeah, it's a great Absolutely story. nailed it. Um, and I've got one here from Dan Owen, who says, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I've discovered that if you warm up a Marks and Spencer Percy pig, and slightly stretched the sides, you've got yourself a raspberry-flavoured Ron Atkinson head. <laughs> of course you do. I can yeah. see it. I can yeah, see it that. Makes sense. You know, you know, everyone knows Ron Atkinson as Big Ron. Yeah. Do you know what his other two official nicknames oh, are? I hate no. to think. One is Mister Bojangles, which oh I quite like. God. And the other one is just the Tank. <laughs> The septic tank. The tank. Uh, Oh, by the way, apparently Dan Owen, uh, he sent that email at 10.30 on Friday night. Oh, okay, right. Checks out. Yeah. Train home from the pub. Maybe. Percy Pigs at Victoria Station. Thanks very much. Uh, Uh, Lighter. Yeah. 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 Must tell people who will appreciate this. Exactly. (laughs) And you have very much, Dan. Appreciate that. Show at footballramble.com for that kind of nonsense. Or indeed, if you've had um, some sort of uh, dalliance with a, a pane of glass. Yeah. Right, everybody, back to the Premier League. Oh, it was a big one on Saturday, early afternoon. Chelsea 0, Manchester City a 1. Pep was absolutely purring after the match. He was. he was for a bit, and then he did about three minutes on the Ryder Cup. Oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, but, yeah, but, he can't just do anything normally. No, he was just, he it was full flow. Yeah. Pep Guardiola at his finest and his yeah. most... Um, uh, I won't use that word. It, it, it is it is most jubilant, shall yeah. we say. Do you still think of him as a weird peanut, Jim? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Strange. What's, the, what's, the, what's your big highlight of Is it when he sweated through that jumper? My highlight of Pep Guardiola? I'd have to think about that. I, maybe the Nathan Redmond thing. Yeah. Because that's really yeah, mad. Redmond is, the, is peak. Right? Running onto standard. the pitch to shout at an opposing player about how good he is. <laughs> yeah. No, but how annoyed that why didn't you attack my team more? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very odd. Can't help yeah. himself. But well, actually, the New York thing was good as well when he was like coaching that team. Uh-huh. Yeah, like no, a referee. The, 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 the yeah, it, it, they, they needed someone to replace a referee, yeah, and he yeah, did yeah. it. But that's he stopped, right, kept right. stopping the game to coach them, and no one knew who he was. Yeah. 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 Um, what about when um, someone threw a twirl at Edison? That was <laughs> for me. The game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I listen. Unless it's one of those new limited edition orange flavored twirls, mm-hmm. which I'd like to try. Yeah. They are good. Yeah, but a twirl is a is a low level chocolate bar. I like a twirl. I do like a twirl. But the but thing is, though, I'm always I'm bad at this game because I can't really think of many chocolate bars I don't like. Yeah, but to be yeah. fair, Luke didn't say whether he liked it or not. He's called it low level. Mm. I just think it's a panic buy. You think the thing about pizza? Well, maybe you get low level pizza, but it still can taste all right. True. No, I think it does taste all right. But I think if you're looking, the problem with a twirl is it's it's not quite it's not aerated like an aero. But it's got a lot of like air in it, and so I, you're not getting much. You don't get much bang for your buck. And I think the Chelsea fan, presumably, who threw that, 
Kind of Probably knew that. Like, I, 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 we're losing at home. Yeah. And I've got this fucking twirl to look forward right, to. Well, Forget it. What have I got to do? I've got to throw a missile yeah. onto the pitch. I'm surpri- I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I was just going to say, Jim, I'm surprised Edison didn't intercept that before it could have got to him. Yeah. That's true. Just yeah. in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> or just booted it out yeah. on the ground. Yeah. I no, personally booted think... it perfectly yeah, exactly, to yeah. Gabriel Jesus. So back to where it came from, right on the chop assistance. Little, <laughs> yeah. 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 Refund comes the other way. Catches that as well. I think a twirl is a flake with more structural integrity. And a border and a border outside mm-hmm. I completely yeah. agree because I quite like a flag but I, I mean they haven't mugged us off really calling mm. it that it also, is a bit of annoying the one. people at Tabri have, have, have learnt the error of their ways there because yeah. half the flake used to end up on the floor exactly. Jim was or in the bath Jim was about yeah. to say something yeah. quite revolutionary well, I, I was going to say do you think that chocolate orange actually tastes anything like orange no. I don't think it does the same way beef crisps don't taste of beef no no we, they, we just we just the, buy into it we just we take the Fucking blue pill. I think roast beef crisps are the biggest convincing argument that we're living in a simulation <laughs> that could exist because it's it's basically what a load of other people have decided yeah. that you think is beef crisps. Mm. You know it's not beef, yeah. but you still taste it as it is beef. Yeah, prawn prawn crisps, prawn cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Do that's they taste cocktail, anything though. like fish? No. No. Do you think well, rightly so. Do you think that's why the, the powers that be, look, the people who are running this machine that we call Planet it's Earth... It's a simulation. Do you think yeah. that's why they took Royster's T-bone steak off the shelves quite quickly? Like, you've overreached you them. Still get them. Yeah. They might <laughs> still get them. I know you can, but... Well, but there's I mean, only like five in a packet. Yeah, but, but... Jim, the, the resistance is working away. Right. If you're going to help us... If you're going to get five in a packet, just crunch them a bit. You get loads more. Anyway, I believe that the Matrix new film will be out at some point I thought Man City were outstanding in this oh, game. Oh, they were, they were fantastic. They were magnificent. There's I was no two ways about that. a little surprised, actually, by how much um, Chelsea kind of allowed City to have the ball, because I don't think it was the case that um, that Chelsea were uh, were just overawed by City. I think it was a deliberate tactic. Clearly, it was a deliberate tactic to keep Werner and, and Lukaku up and hitting them on the break. But I, I was surprised by how how willing to to roll over to City's kind of superiority in possession that, that Tuchel was. I thought, you know, once City scored and Chelsea started to come out a bit more, mm. you thought, well, this, you know, they've come closer to getting anything out of the game here than they, they haven't, so why not kind of back your own players a bit more and go toe-to-toe with it, especially at home? I wonder if it wasn't that, and I wonder if it was just that City was so on it that yeah. that's just what they're capable of. I think because people have been seduced by what Tuchel's achieved at Chelsea in such a short amount of time, you know, and in many ways mm. rightly so, when City are at it, and the system they're playing works really well, and they're so well drilled, and they're so technically good. What do you do? It can be quite hard to get a foothold, I think. So maybe a bit of that involved. I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think when Manchester City play like that, I, I, I don't know what you've got to do to stop them. And I think that with we, we often sort of um, go on about Guardiola overthinking things. Well, fortunately for Manchester City, this wasn't a semi-final or a final of a Champions League, and they have been beaten by Chelsea in in you know since Tuchel's been there you saw the reaction of the players and the fans after the game they were like right we've done them we've fight that's a huge one to, to to get over the line that and i think with with Manchester City he got his team selection right he had Rodri in there should have had him in the final as as as, yeah. as many people say but Rodney was R- Rodney Rodney yeah. Rodri. Yeah. Uh, no it's Rodney Rodgers Rodgers yeah. we can all agree yeah. this time next year Rodri yeah <laughs> Not the most mis- Is that Guardiola? <laughs> it was a go. Very it was camp. an attempt. Very camp. I've done old Rodri a disservice there. Yeah. Um, but not the most disserviced Rodri in the Manchester area, of course. No. Um, but uh, 
But, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, but, that's uh, good. But um, but Manchester City, the way the, the way Grealish has <laughs> got it, penny's really good. Dropped. The penny's dropping yeah, everywhere. Really good. Uh, yeah. Jack Grealish has fitted in there superbly well. Oh, he was yeah. great. The only surprising thing was is that Manchester City didn't score more. That yeah. it was only just the one they looked in control. But I would say Chelsea. Not that this would have made a huge difference, but they did miss Mason Mount a little bit. You think? Yeah, they did. They did because they got a little bit bogged down. Yeah, that outlet wasn't there. Was yeah. it? You realise what Mount does when he's not there. I think sometimes yeah. he's not the most flashiest player, but on the half turn, he's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's what they yeah. needed to just sort of give them a, alleviate the pressure a little bit, and, and and so on and so forth. But but with Man City, what what's really impressive with this kind of performance? They look very silky in possession. They created chances. Let's say the only thing was they didn't didn't take one or two that perhaps they should have done. But defensively, you see Diaz, the way he's blocking, the way he's getting into it. They're up for the fight. And Chelsea are a powerful side as well. And Manchester City have got a few more diminutive players. That, that, and, and you think, well, maybe Chelsea will just lean into them a bit. But the way the Bernardo Silva, the way he played was yeah. superb, you know. Little they, possession squirrels. Yeah, exactly. Well, they are, they are. But they're so strong. They were just so together. I mean, I know I'm basically making the same point over and over again, but it was that impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, but Guardiola has now broken a Manchester City record himself. Uh, this was his 221st win uh, as Man City manager, meaning he has won the most games of any manager in the club's history, overtaking Les McDowell. Yeah, and he uh, he managed City for 13 years. Yeah, Guardiola's just starting his sixth. And he had, oh, yeah. he had the same amount of money equivalent, didn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's an Pretty, probably was, dig, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably just a not relevant, amount of games it? Like that time. <laughs> yeah. But um, can we briefly touch on how Jack Grealish? can bring light to a blind alley like a local council with a huge extension of its budget all of a sudden. It's like, it, it looks like he's going nowhere and then suddenly just bang, oh, yeah. he's got he's got I think, through. I think also what goes on unspoken or isn't spoken enough about Grealish is what he does, he does it at such speed. Mm. That he's not... A, he, he, it looks like it's not in control. Exactly. And he's not like as in a proper gazelle of a, of a, of a forward in terms of his mean. pace, but he, over and over again, you get serious, like, experienced defenders, like in this case, I think a couple of times, as Priliqueta, who is, you know, one of the most decorated Chelsea players in history. I think he's only, I think he's fourth behind the obvious ones, Terry Lampard and Czech in terms of appearances for Chelsea, something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say he's not a spring chicken, right? He's not green. Mm. Grealish can make him commit. If you can make a player like Aspilicueta commit in the penalty area over and over again, yeah. you're, you're a special player in my opinion. And the fact that he can do it with such quick, quickness of thought and quickness of feet, um, so consistently over and over and over again yeah. and what he does and you saw it a lot when he played played for Villa in the championship for example you go oh well yeah but is he up against much you know these defenders are really at his level he hasn't found a defender that he can't get to do that it's, yeah. it's, it's mad it's isn't so it so impressive so consistent really. you how he put him it. in any team I think he just beats what's in front of him mm. or plays that way mm. um, but it was, a, it was a great day for him because his Manchester City won and the club that he loves as well, Jim Aston Villa they won. Had a lovely old win, didn't they? Didn't they just? Their first win at Old Trafford since 2009. Great header from Courtney Horse to win it. Yeah, Courtney Horse. Yeah, that's that's what the commentator was calling him. Horse. I've, I've had I've, a I've, little horse. I think I've had four different pronunciations since yeah. the weekend. I wasn't sure. I, I was thinking house. I like yeah. horse. Yeah, I know you careful. do, Jim, but uh, <laughs> back to the name. Uh, it's getting clipped, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Courtney Horse, that was what uh, 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 Jonathan Pierce on commentary uh, was calling him. But when he, when he galloped in uh, to head the winner, which was a beauty, by the way, Pierce was furious on commentary. Yeah, do you hear yeah, this? Really I, I, I had to sort of stop it and write down the whole quote. Who was standing on the near post? Modern day, no one. 
And that's why there's a goal. Put a fullback on the post. Why? If it works so well for generations, should it not work now? <laughs> bit of Andrew Neil about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Bit, yeah. A bit of Brexit about that, Absolutely. for sure. Well, massively. <laughs> uh, can, can I say something potentially unpopular, both to my colleagues here and to people listening? Please. Uh, it was, the goal was, it was offside. It should have been offside. It was, you think? Yeah. What, because of the player interfering with the goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah, I just don't see how... I mean, I, I do agree The with powers that. that be have made... A rod for their own back with yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to start to talk about the minutiae whether a player's interfering or not, you know, it's a set piece, right? It was mm-hmm. a corner, corner, not a cross, yeah. It's a set piece. If you're in the penalty area at a set piece, by definition, you are interfering with play. Mm. But that uh, doesn't really even matter if De Gea had a good chance of saving it or not. You know, which I've seen it time and time again. Even if, even if a player runs across and it's a dummy run, the goalkeeper makes a movement and ultimately it doesn't get in the way of him saving it or not saving it, it's still offside. Mm. You're still interfering with play. And so to me, I don't take anything away from Villa because it's a big win for them. And I think, you know, you know, United should be ashamed of themselves how they played, to be honest. Um, it was, it's an offside goal. And I don't think there's anything, you can't get away from that. Well, I, don't, the, I don't see what the argument against it is. You compare it to the Leicester City one as they did on Match of the Day. Yeah. And Harvey Barnes, there was what a couple. I there. didn't see Match of the Day, but I remember the, I remember mm. it. Yeah. And, and you think to say, I remember talking with with Brassel in the studio, and it was, and I, we were a bit like, yeah, I can see how that's been given. Bit of a, nah, you, you're annoyed if it goes against you, you're happy if it goes for you, kind of thing. That one, I just thought, yeah, like that. They've got away with one there, and that is the inconsistency. But it mm. shows you again the nature of decisions in football. They are not. Binary, often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in the interpretation is is, is yeah, the word. They, they have to be interpreted, and yeah, that, and that, and that's and that's the issue, Jim. You sound a little bit skeptical when I said that. Yeah, I feel like that De Gea did have enough of a chance at getting it, and I think the line's got to be drawn somewhere. And I feel that, that if that had gone against my team, I'd have been, I'd have thought it was harsh. But you know, yeah, I, I just feel like in those kind of situations where you've got a set piece which is designed by the laws of the game to give the attack and player an advantage for a particular reason and you are going into that penalty area as an attacking player, I just think it's very hard to make a decision you're not interfering well, in look, any way. For fans of tradition, yeah. the referee levelled it up by giving Manchester United a penalty at Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tribute act continues. Yeah. I, I actually thought that was probably a penalty. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean, again, Dean, same again. It was, if it happens to your team, yeah. you want it all day, which is maybe the not the way to judge it. But. <laughs> Why are you both having a pop? I'm just saying that he, you know, he didn't give one at one end; he did at the other. Yeah. One of the highlights of the season was Emmy Martinez apparently t- saying to Ronaldo, oh. "You should take this Cristiano. This Bruno guy will miss." <laughs> he absolutely loves it because Emmy Martinez, um, after his uh, exploits at Arsenal, he won the cup and he yeah. was so emotional afterwards. You can think, "Oh, what what a lovely fella!" And he might well be a lovely fella. But everyone forgot he's an Argentinian footballer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a big unit as oh, well. Oh, what a big unit. A very mean, intimidating presence. Absolutely right. He, he was, you know, performed heroics for Argentina in, in, in the Copa America. Obviously, they won a you know, penalty shootout against Colombia when he saved against Yeri Mina, who did that little sort of jiggy, jig sort of stuttery sort of run-up yeah. kind of thing, which Messi was given in pelters for as well, by the way. He, so, dance not, now! He's not dancing now, Bailar ora, yeah. he was saying, like, was dance it? now sort of thing, yeah. you know, or something like that. Uh, Martin is absolutely... He loves it, and uh, that little that little jig yeah, that he did it was so good. I mean, it was it was out with a pardew uh, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It reminded me it? of a certain Sir James Vardy, yeah, uh, and how he he gives it the big end, and it, it made me think: Has Cristiano met Jamie Vardy? Maybe I don't think that they their paths will have crossed in football yet. The so cam- we, we've got that yeah. to come. The campaign has to continue in earnest to get Vardy to do that celebration. 
against my he needs to score against my United that's the yeah. motion and I'm going to keep saying it well he's not short of goals at the moment Wait, at still, either end yeah <laughs> but, but yeah it's true um, the, the, the Bruno penalty was absolutely horrendous have you ever seen a penalty volleyed before no. <laughs> I, th- I think I that paused was extraordinary. it I paused on the TV and I reckon it was three feet over the bar I mean but but we know his style it's that Jorginho sort of stuttering yeah. the little jump yeah. he didn't do that he seemed to be too worked up and pe- and that's why People th- were think... saying about Martinez, did he get in his head? And with Ronaldo, well, yeah. um, obviously people Wait are saying, is he going to get the penalties? Fernandez, no, I'm the man. He was too fired up. It was a short run up. He didn't do, and unless he's changed his style, Rashford changed his style sort of fairly recently. Unfortunately, we saw what happened there, although he did score one before the tournament. But but it, it looked like he was he was caught up in the to, occasion. To me, it's a Ronaldo factor. I don't want to be too wicked whispers about it. I don't want to be too kind of cliched, but... You, there's too much circumstantial evidence to suggest that Ronaldo's not playing a role there. First of all, Ronaldo looked so slow in this game and that's going to become a real problem for Man United if they're not careful. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's not only the fact that all that stuff went on with Martinez. To me, that's a bit of a sideshow. I think if it's a couple of pieces of evidence you can put towards the fact that Ronaldo is affecting this with Bruno. Mm. One is that he started off the season taking free kicks, Bruno, and now all of a sudden he isn't. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, Fernand- Bruno Fernandes did like a a 300-word apology oh, on Instagram was, yeah. for missing a penalty. I and it's I, like, what the fuck are you doing that? Well, yeah. uh, that's... Uh, What's whatever next? Yeah, that, that is so unnecessary. It's kind of like, look, mate, you've been the best player for, what, two years now or a year and a half? So much of that is his dead ball delivery, though. And even if he hasn't, though, and, even if he hasn't. And also his, you know, the fact that it's, it's so reliable so reliable from the penalty spot. If, if all that goes now to, to Ronaldo, you are... I know someone's got to take them, but the next penalty is going to be really interesting. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. But that, this is the this is what Solskjaer. This is the problem now. It's now a thing. Mm. Who's going to take the next penalty? Well, after the game, he said that Villa had got what they wanted from the from the, the disruption. What three points? Uh, well, well, well yeah. essentially, but also the, his comments before the game about not getting penalties since a certain manager, meaning obviously Jurgen Klopp, um, had <laughs> suggested right. maybe they got some soft ones, which was really interesting because it's like. It's like when Alex Ferguson did this, it really worked, didn't it? Mm. It really got in people's heads because he had that gravitas mm-hmm. that you listened when he spoke. But again, this sounds like he's just copying from that playbook mm-hmm. and it just sounds a bit daft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. It's exactly the same yeah. thing, but it shows you just cannot do a carbon copy of that in, in that way. Yeah, well, and, and, and because because Ferguson's won loads of stuff yeah. and, and, and he's never had a team relegated. You know, it's, it's, it's I don't think he has anyway. It's a... Um, it's an interesting situation because if you look at United in the table, they've got exactly the same record as Chelsea. Yeah. And everyone's talking about how great Chelsea yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. But I can't get over the fact or the thought that United are less than the sum of their parts. And they've had this problem at home for, for the, by their own standards for quite a long time now. Mm-hmm. Away from home, they're amazing. And, and you can see why because that's mm-hmm. just how, how, it, how it kind of shakes out the way they play. Um, at home, they need. I cannot get over the fact that people are talking about Man United in this group of four teams that could win the Premier League. And it's basically the four teams that are in the top four at the moment. Mm. To me, regardless of whether they sign Ronaldo or not, which I, I think you can make a convincing argument either way, makes them better or worse, mm-hmm. um, they're nowhere near a Chelsea no, or a Man City I, I, or I, I, I can't I see that at all. Yeah. And I know they've had good high finishes recently, but not not the way that, that, that those other teams are strengthened and the way they they're, they're kind of got players back and stuff like I that. I think if they finish fourth, it'll be a good season. I agree. I think they. Well, I think they've got a good chance of finishing fourth. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, no, I, I, then, I do. No, it depends how Brighton get on tonight, doesn't That's it? Very true. <laughs> yeah, big one tonight, of course. But I mean, with regards to um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he probably. I mean, I know we've been saying this for a while, but he probably won't be in the job that much longer. Um, well, I don't Tim, know. well, Tim, he Tim pulls Sherwood, out a result, doesn't he? Tim really Sherwood, Jim, Tim Sherwood said last week, "I can see Ronaldo as Manchester United manager within eighteen months." <laughs> 
Oh man, uh, it's, right. it, no, in no other profession will he still be working. It's just simple as that, isn't it? It's as simple as that. In no other profession you can think of would that man be getting gainful employment. I think he should. I think I think it's got to the point now where he has to do the decent thing and say, "You know what? I've, I need some time out of the side." You know, I need some time out of your lives. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, I, I, just, I just think what Tim Sherwood is currently doing is unacceptable. <laughs> it's unacceptable. Oh dear! Right then. Well, from one uh, uh, former Premier League manager to another, ladies and gentlemen, we finish the show by going to the Eternal City to Rome. Of course, the Rome Derby. Did anybody see this? I didn't watch mm. the game. What a match it was! It looked like it was full of incidents. Oh my yeah, goodness! So Lazio won three two. A big win for Smokey Morris. Yep. Maurizio Sarri. <laughs> uh, uh, Jose Mourinho's Roma, of course, um, uh, have been doing very well this season. You know, Mourinho, he's been up to his old tricks. But, been... but now Sarri's in Rome. Yeah. Are they doing um, Are they doing the smoke signal thing they do for the Pope? That's <laughs> <laughs> how he got the job. It's white he smoke. He didn't realise. He thought, yeah. they're having a good old puff over there. That's me. And then he just yeah. turned up and they needed a new manager. It's white smoke. Match made in heaven, you mm. would say. Um, but yes, uh, <laughs> what was quite pleasing uh, for, uh, for, for, for Lazio in particular was Pedro scored a lovely mm. goal. Of course, uh, he was um, at Roma uh, not that long ago. Mourinho came in, didn't didn't seem to see eye to eye, and he was he was gone. And he walked across the city, followed the smoke signals to Sari, and and he's turned up there and he scored scored a lovely lovely goal. Uh, Mourinho said after the game, unfortunately, a fantastic game was ruined by the referee and VAR, who were not at the right level for this match. It's begun already. He, he even said in that quote, he said something like, "Italian football has improved a lot." He said that in the wow. sentence. It was like, careful, Jose, careful yeah. with that. But uh, we, we, we look forward to seeing what else he's going to say um, as well. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a great game of football. Um, uh, Lazio's Lucas Leiva got a 24th minute yellow card and didn't get a second. And uh, Jose said uh, the lack of a, a second yellow from Lucas Leiva was important too. So he was he's picking through all these sort yeah. of things, of course. He did a bit of a Phil Brown after the game. He, he, not, he didn't get on a motorbike and ride across <laughs> America. He, he did his, it's sort of a, a full-time team talk on the pitch with his players. I right. mean, like it's, it's a sorry state, isn't it, where one of the greatest managers that's ever played the game has declined so much you can compare him in a legitimate way to Phil Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. Um, <clears throat> Maria also didn't start for the press conference. Oh, I did the afterwards. Yeah, well, he's playing the hits. Yeah. He's playing the hits. He's playing the Talking hits. Talking about Guardiola. Listen, he's playing the hits. Tony Adams playing the hits. Mourinho. This is perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, compare that to Maurizio Sarri who's down the other end of the stadium with an eagle on his arm. That's amazing. <laughs> he came out. He was. Hey, oh my no, goodness. Don't give it a fag. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> it's so, already got a very weird life. Don't bring this into yeah. it. So, Tiny well, lungs. It gets. It gets even weirder because Sarri said about the eagle. She sleeps close to my room at the Famello training God, ground. Passive smoking now. So yeah. I hear her sometimes. That implies that he's sleeps in his office doesn't it yeah. or in a cage <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah Sari was love because you know yeah. he's often a just bit a big of... feeder for the fags <laughs> yeah <laughs> nibbling away <laughs> you know like he looks sometimes a bit downbeaten doesn't he yeah. Sari honestly check out the footage I have never seen the man look so delighted in yeah, my life great. well you it would is... given the journey he's had you would but of course absolutely yeah, but he just won a derby and you're controlling an eagle oh, yeah. it's, it's... walking on air <laughs> Yeah. Walking super. on smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Oh, when he was past that, he what, what a what a. Do you reckon if he got if he got like, if Surrey did get some genuinely fresh air, yeah. he'd get like a headache. Maybe the same way you like you know when you open the window and put your head out the window, it's really 
fucking hot or something. You just go, oh, God, that's too <laughs> much. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. What a way to finish the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Big news. Big news, by the way coming uh, down your ramble pipe, of course, is that uh, we've got a very special ramble meet for you today. Andy only spoke with the one and only JJ Akotcha. Legend. So good they named him twice. JJ Akotcha Akotcha. Uh, get over <laughs> to Football Ramble Presents for the f- f- for the full interview with one of the Premier League's most legendary cult heroes. We can all agree. What a man. What a player. Yeah, legend. What a career. Mm. Did, did Andy get him to do one of his legendary little flicks Should during do. the interview? Find out. It's over on Football Ramble Presents. Get involved. I imagine he was like shimmying so much at one point Andy was looking at the wrong screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you gone? Oh, legend. Great stuff. Right, on tomorrow's show, I'm back with Andy Brassel and Vish. Get involved. Stop us out. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it as much? Oh, about the same. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Thank you Good very answer. much. Thank you very much, Luke Cheers. Moore. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. See you tomorrow. Football Ramble. There was a cracker at the Brentford Community Stadium and Arsenal won the North London Derby. It's Monday, 27th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> he worked his nuts off to get that in. He's like, fucking, he's like listening gen- to fucking Informer by Snow. Genu- I was genuinely thinking about the game just enjoying the goals in my head again. You absolute rotter. Yeah. Licky boom boom down. Sorry, lad. <laughs> Should we do that again? Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to have to, aren't we? Yeah. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.